Welcome to the Digital Profits Podcast, where you'll learn how to grow your business faster using paid traffic and SEO. Each episode will feature a breakdown of digital marketing trends and answers to your burning questions that will provide actionable takeaways to make your marketing better. So join us, Ben Page, Ray Sawbell, and Blake John, as we guide you on your journey to higher profits. Remember to join the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com and get ready to profit in three, two, one. Hey, squad, we're back in the studio today. We've got all three of us. Blake. Hey there. Ray. What's up? And Ben. And today we're going to try something a little bit different as an experiment, which is we're going to audit a real company, their marketing, right? So we're going to look at SEO, we're going to look at paid traffic and the website as well, give some thoughts on strategy and approach. And this company had reached out, you know, being interested in an audit and agreed to be featured on this episode. And so the company is ENV Masonry. They're located in Massachusetts and their URL is envmasonry.com. We'll do our best to sort of describe any visuals here, but we'll post, you know, corresponding resources or, you know, walkthroughs to the community or on our socials. So follow along there if you're not already. So I think some of this, we don't have all the access. You know, it it usually varies, right? Ray and Blake, like, you know, do you get access to analytics, to search console, to ad accounts, to whatever you need, even the website in some cases. So here we're in a situation where we have, well, basically nothing, right? We're kind of doing like- The URL. Yeah. (laughs) We have their URL. So we're also going to, in this episode, sprinkle in some principles on auditing generally and like how we would approach it, how we do approach it, you know, whether for just conversations we have with people we meet or, you know, in in kind of sales discussions with potential clients and so on and so forth. Been always happy to kind of take a look and provide guidance to folks that might be, you know, in need of that. So, you know, here for to kind of like kick things off, how about this? Let's talk about how do you approach an audit super big picture? And then we'll start getting into some of the specifics here with ENV. So Blake, you want to start it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So really when I go into this process, audit a website, I'm just honestly trying to gather as much data as I possibly can. So that's a little challenging when you're restricted on like tools and getting in Google Analytics and Google Search Console. Those tools are super valuable, but there's still a lot of things we can do on the SEO side, specifically through SEMrush and Screaming Frog are kind of the the tool, the two third-party tools that I use mostly during this process. But it's ultimately getting as much data as possible and information to understand what are the highest priority opportunities, where are there some gaps, some strengths, some weaknesses, and just kind of developing a little bit of like a plan or a strategy to come with recommendations and you know, ultimately improve organic presence. Yep. And Ray, how about for yourself? Yeah. I mean, from a paid advertising standpoint, I think of three core buckets. I think of like, where's the biggest opportunity? So like, where's like the biggest impact I can make in the shortest period of time? If we have like an ad account, where's money being wasted today? And how can I either get rid of that waste or turn that around? And then three, like, are they doing the fundamentals right? Like, are they doing the basics that they should be doing within the account? Because if they're not, that's somewhere where we can prove value right away. Because when it comes to audits, from my standpoint, at least for paid, I know it's different for SEO, but it's like, how can I prove that this investment in us 
is worthwhile in the shortest amount of time possible. That's kind of the way I tend to think about things from like an opportunity standpoint. Yeah, that's awesome. For me in audits or discovery situations, you know, I'm trying to assess the quality of their data a lot of times, determining do they have a CRM, is it being used, can they track all the way down the funnel, trying to evaluate their business model, how they generate revenue, you know, what an LTV might look like, you know, just trying to get some of those economic and measurement items put together too to sort of inform you know what then ends up being a deeper marketing audit and then when because when we go into planning after that we need to evaluate you know channels tactics and because we begin with the end in mind you know like that business case that business outcome you know which usually manifests as the reason why a company might want an audit in the first place you know we want to be able to move the needle for that outcome so just trying to like focus all of this and then you know when i'm auditing seo and paid same thing it's like you could be you could you could spend like a near infinite infinite amount of time you know auditing if you just randomly follow your intuition and find things that are broken or whatever so i, I kind of try to create like a structured principles-based approach in both areas and like you said ray it's like going into it with an 80 20 mindset like where are the highest impact levers right out of the gate yeah that's super cool so i mean where do we go from there do you want to get into some of these specific principles and areas for E&V guys. Let's do it. Yep. Kick it off. Who wants to start? Yeah, I mean, I can kick us off right away. What I'm thinking about first when it comes to auditing a new business who maybe hasn't been on paid advertising before, and in, in my research, it looks like there may be an ad account out there in some capacity, but they may not be running ads. So for the purposes of this audit, let's assume that this is a new to advertising business. They, they've never done it before. I tend to think about like two or three things. I tend to think about who is their target audience? Where are they searching? So whether it's like, is, are they on social? Are they on like Google? Are they on link, like LinkedIn is social, but like, where are they? And then it's just really going back to like basic marketing principles too. Like, what are we promoting? Was there an offer? Like it, it just ties back to all those core principles. So I know that's like a lot to unpack right there, but by answering like those basic questions, if they're new to advertising, it's really how can we market their product or service to the most, from a paid advertising standpoint, to the most targeted person that's most likely to yield a conversion. So like a phone call or a form fill. So like broad strokes, that's how I tend to think about things. Like how can I get my product or service in front of the right person to convert? right away from like a broad standpoint. Yeah. And for ENV Masonry, we're looking at a company that, you know, they're a contractor. So they do masonry. They specialize in outdoor masonry, landscaping, you know, the these like patio, these really intricate luxury like patio builds and stuff. Super cool. It's beautifully done. You know, it's kind of visually stunning when you see it on the website as well. So so of course we're dealing with a lead generation business. We're probably dealing with a high ticket company, maybe a low LTV, you know, a lot of like project-based work, right? But higher ticket stuff. It looks like based on their source code, right? They've got HubSpot. So they have a CRM that puts them a little bit ahead of the pack. <laughs> I'd say in this category, it's great. They have that. You know, would love to learn more about how is it configured? How is their sales hub, marketing hub? How's their data? I'm assuming now maybe they don't have a big enough list that we could activate it in advertising, right? Hard to say, yeah. but eh. it, you might have to think about it just from more like a Again, general marketing, like how do you nurture the list that you do have? So like, you know, email, like while like 2100, us at like the Profit Squad, we don't like focus primarily on like email marketing, but like for a business of this size, like email marketing is probably a reliable channel that they can work on or like a different partner can work with. So I think like for a business like this, like an email list is something to consider from like a nurture perspective potentially. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and I think I didn't say this in the intro, but also trying to like 
classify this client or place them in a framework or like defining what they are and how they operate. Like, okay, it's a B2C company. It's a service-based organization. It's a contractor. It's, you know, in this vertical, it's in this geography, it's of this size with these kind of tools. Like, and then you can, at least for me, I think of what other companies have I worked with, audited before, seen, you know, or could, could look at as a model for like ideas for this one. But Blake, initial thoughts on ENV masonry. Yeah. So, you know, initially when I jumped into it, one of the first things I'll do is run a a brief technical audit just to kind of get an idea like the underpinnings of the website. Is it technically sound? And truthfully, this site is actually very technically sound. It's very lightweight. It's quick. It's kind of streamlined. But then what that kind of led me to the next part of my process and like identifying some keyword opportunities and just gaps overall, part of it, part of it is it's very thin. The site overall is very thin. And I was thinking they're not, the targeting is not very strong from a keyword perspective. It's very broad. And then they get, you know, kind of getting tactical here a little bit. They have a lot of location pages but they're all very similar and there's no real real differentiation aside from literally like the city, which isn't a very strong like marketing stance to take. You want to really try to add like unique value on every single page that you have. So there's like duplicate content issues potentially? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Or just not impactful content. Not impact, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Got it. And it is, it's definitely duplicate for sure, but it's also technically maybe not because they are targeting like different cities. So it's kind of, it's just a lot of overlap. Repetitive. repetitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repetitive. And I think there are, you know, truthfully a lot of opportunities and I'll just throw out one right at the top is on the homepage, they're targeting like Massachusetts masonry. I don't remember what it is exactly, but it's like masonry in Massachusetts, which if you think about just how big the state of Massachusetts is, it's very wide. And now you're tar- that like, if you're thinking about it from, Geographically, yeah, yeah. Like, what region are you really targeting when you're targeting the state of Massachusetts? Really, nowhere. So, I think there's a an opportunity to drill down to figure out what is the closest city near where ENV Masonry really is, and hopefully, it's within like 15 to 20 minutes. And targeting that city specifically on the homepage, drilling down and providing unique content around that city, maybe some specific products that have been completed there, and building it out from there and taking that same approach because. Yep. That current homepage approach, I don't think it's going to serve them very well. It's too broad to be effective because you're lost in a sea of competition and it might not be effective from the sense of if you're not willing to travel six and a half hours for a job, there's no point. Right? Yeah. And it's like not as actionable as opposed to like, cause like on the paid side, I saw the same thing. If you go to like Essex County or Middlesex County, like from a county standpoint, like that's what my targeting would probably look like. If I'm like, I'm not going to target the whole state of Massachusetts because like, if, if we were working with this business, we'd want to understand what is your service area? Who is your target client? And like that service area mm-hmm. would really help inform like, do we want to target like, again, this is me painting with broad strokes, but like with me looking at it, I'd want to hit Essex and Middlesex County because like that's where a majority of their like cities fall within. But then from like an SEO optimization standpoint, it sounds like Blake, you're suggesting focusing on like a city from like an optimization standpoint. So I think that's where that all has to like work together and fall in line. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just think about it from your own perspective as a user if you so we all live in wisconsin and if we needed masonry services or landscaping services or roofing services or plumbing right you're not going to type in google wisconsin wisconsin roofing because well you know how big wisconsin is and i honestly i don't know how in comparison how big massachusetts is to wisconsin but i I think it's pretty large and like isn't wisconsin like as big as your hand that's like a thing right like if you (laughs) glove something like that yeah Yeah. anyways (laughs) in terms of (laughs) like square miles i don't know what that is like your thumb maybe for massachusetts (laughs) maybe sure i see what you're saying. I see. <laughs> 
But yeah, like it, it doesn't work like that. You, you as a user are thinking about things maybe at a county level, but usually at a city level. Right. For us, it's probably Milwaukee because that's the nearest city. There's other nearby suburbs and locations and whatnot. But so it's really like, okay, figuring out that and then identifying where are we geographically closest to? Because in this sort of business too, and this should be mentioned, proximity is king. And your literal physical location to the searcher is going to have a huge impact yes. on where you can rank organically. Now, there are some more strings to pull on the paid side because you just have more levers to pull overall. But on the our organic side, we don't. And, and your proximity to the user and to the, where the search is actually happening is just like the king in, lo- in local mm-hmm. search. So it's really important to take that into consideration and really target probably, like I said, 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes within your, from, from your address. Right. Like John, like million dollar question, what address or what's not address, what city are we targeting? Like based on your research, like what city would you recommend? Like we target based on like the research that you Yeah. Do? So there's two that I would probably, for, and this is for ENV we're talking about, like what yeah. city is, what yep. would I recommend that ENV in my research? I found Hudson. I don't know where that is, but Hudson, Massachusetts, <laughs> Massachusetts somewhere. I, it was approximately 15 minutes away from ENV in their address, which truth I don't know where any of these things are. I just know where Massachusetts is kind of on the map. <laughs> and then the other one, it's that, that I would recommend targeting, and they actually do not have a location page for this one. And it's this, it was the, one of the higher volume locations. It's spelled Worcester, but I actually believe it's pronounced Wooster. Right. And which is really odd, but it, so Wooster. So Hudson and Wooster, I think, are the biggest opportunities for ENV masonry, just based on two things search volume. And proximity. And the, all the other locations that they're targeting either are too far away, in my opinion, or there's just really low volume and it's almost mm-hmm. not even worth it because there's no search volume happening with that geographical city modifier in right. the user search. Yeah, that's interesting. I was going to ask that. So thank you for couching that. Yeah. And I think here, like you mentioned, right, a disproportionate amount of search, organic, maybe paid, right? Like it's going to it's gonna have a near me in it too. So yeah. even beyond that whole like city, you know, yeah. parameter in the query. Right. Which is so hard for an SEO to really quantify because you can look at it on a local level through the only way you can really do it is through Google keyword planner. Actually, you can break it down by city, county, DMA, or state. No, no other tool that I'm aware of allows you to do that actually. So if you break it down, let's just say I would take Massachusetts just as an example. You could do masonry near me, which would probably na- nationwide might have like 10,000 searches or something a month. Who knows? I don't really know. You don't know the distribution geographically. Right. Of, right. And then you can kind of get a little closer and be like, okay, Massachusetts accounts for 400 of those searches every month. And then you drill down even further and go, okay, well, this 15 minute radius is probably like 15 to 20 years. or yep, something. Yeah. Like, right. And then you're just kind of struggling. Like that's, that's good, I guess. And ultimately you can't really optimize for near me from an organic perspective. Right. It's again, it's like proximity and just having a strong website with good content. Mm-hmm. That's really as far as you can go for, but those are, again, those are hard to quantify on the SEO side, but they're extremely important because it's so much, so many search, so many searches happen with that near me modifier. Right. And I think to, to me and like to connect the dots, that's the importance organically of having a well-optimized, you know, location pages, GMB, et cetera, is that you can, you can help Google understand that you are near them by, you know, having strong visibility and association with that, with Wooster and the other one that you mentioned, right. By doing that. And then if someone's in that area and they do, they happen to do the near me search, you have a stronger, higher probability of showing up for that in in that SERP, basically in that absolutely. search engine results page yes. to define terms. Yes, absolutely. And that's why it's just like good content, good, helpful, user-driven content 
sending strong location signals. And that's, yeah, it's kind of super simple, but people overcomplicate it. But that is the recipe for ranking for those types of terms, for sure. Yeah. And one more thing to unpack just a little bit further, Blake, of what you mentioned for Google Keyword Planner. So what I went ahead and did just to give some really high level data is I threw in some search terms into Keyword Planner, which is a tool that you know, estimate search volume based on the terms that you give it. And I looked nationwide, but then I also double clicked on Essex and Middlesex County. I didn't do the two that you mentioned, but like I, I searched for three high intent keywords that I found like masonry contractor had 390 monthly searches in Essex and Middlesex. So like versus like the thousands that it had like nationwide. So like that kind of goes back to your point, like using Google keyword planner to determine how much search volumes in your area. Same thing with like contractor retaining wall, masonry stone, like, you know, these are search terms that we likely would want to bid on and maybe potentially optimize for on the SEO side that have high intent and you know relatively low volume searches. But those are the search terms that we want to go after because those are the high commercial intent keywords where our customers are likely going to be. Yeah. Did you guys happen to see what CMS they're on? I believe it's WordPress. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it was WordPress, yeah. Yeah, and then, Blake, on the location pages you mentioned, how is the internal linking strategy? I mean, are they calling back to the projects that are in that location on... You know truthfully, I mean? I'd have to pull it up and take a look. I don't, yeah, I don't take a totally look remember. Yeah, take a look and then Ray, Ray and I will will banter a little bit about keyword targeting because I've got some thoughts, right? Like, yep. you, like, all right, so here, right, we've got a situation. We don't have an account. Normally, we have an account. We kind of look at what keywords are they targeting? What are the queries? You know, we'll do long-term analyses. We'll do n-grams, whatever. And then we'll, we'll sort of say, like, do they have appropriate coverage, too? Like, are they hitting all the keywords that could lead, that are high intent, you know, yeah. that could lead to qualified content? contact us, phone calls, quote requests, whatever. But here we don't. So we're like, we're trying to like create a whole keyword targeting plan. And then like you said, throw it in a planner and vet it and build a model and say, is this going to work? Whatever. So just thinking through like, what are, what are other categories of keywords that would be worth targeting here? Unless Blake, do you have an answer on the internal links? Yeah. So the conversation, so we're kind of flipping back and forth, but the conversation you're about to have is really important because there's some really good ideas there. So the location pages though, they do link back to the projects just generally, like the projects mm-hmm. page. But I think what you're getting at here, and there's a really strong opportunity to send stronger location signals by, yeah, filtering it and kind of organizing those projects based on like the literal location that you're targeting on that page and saying, hey, if it's Wooster, um, these are the projects we have done in Wooster. Yep. And then you're, again, strong, sending strong location signals. You're kind of positioning yourself as like a local guide or local expert and you know the area you're in the area you've worked in the area and right now that's it's not really happening and there's definitely a huge opportunity to to do that right just imagine how money that would be it's like the the project gallery and then it's like you know the filtered search and oh there's two in Wooster. one it's the mid-century bungalow inhabited by you know retired couple beautiful brick home seeking you know blah blah what did we do oh we did a cool you know patio feature with a fireplace built in and and here's what it did for them and you know cool like and then ctas or whatever and then like another one oh it's like a you know two-story colonial and retaining wall they're looking for this and right it's like you're adding signals you know and then i don't know you could you could probably enrich that page even further and then internal linking between these different kinds of pages with the location signals and like suddenly it's getting really compelling i think from an seo perspective and just from a user perspective too you're like oh cool you did my neighbors that's great i was literally (laughs) just going to say that in addition to like the targeting and the location signals that you can send with that like there's so much value in that type of content from a user experience perspective and potentially a cro perspective because you could be like oh i drove past that 
like, oh, I know that from somewhere. Like yeah. that could literally happen because a lot of these cities are really small. And that's kind of what Google wants to replicate in search is like what you see in the real world is what you would like kind of get in on your, in your search results. Yeah, exactly. And so if you're kind of in, it's eat, it goes back to eat, expertise, authority, trustworthiness. And then the new one is experience. They had, it's double E, double E, eat, eat, double E-A-T, E-A-T. <laughs> Which is, it's experience and like you're, and you're displaying that you have experience in a literal geographical region, which is so important in local search. Yeah. Which these guys, I think they, they mentioned, we have 23 years of experience on their site. So you can tell that these guys, like they know what they're doing. Like, like they are experts in the space, but they have to showcase that. It sounds like they have to showcase that more on their site and there's opportunity from that standpoint. Right. And then two, two other like additional opportunities related to this discussion, like, you know, one schema markup on the project's pages like on these highlights doing that and then two i just thought of this like getting reviews if you can where there are mentions of like hey we're in wooster and we had them work on x project and we loved it and then you could embed those reviews on that project page oh we're just going deeper and then you get that context in your gmb oh man now multiple results in the serp for that location-based search like oh it's it's starting to work yeah absolutely and I will mention too, just briefly, schema as a whole is an opportunity for this website because there's there's none. There's no schema at all. And at the very like highest, I guess, lo- maybe lowest level, it's just lo- local business schema on the right. homepage. Like just get the local business schema on the homepage yeah. because one thing I also notice is they don't rank for their brand name. Right. And I think a, honestly, a like really quick way you could try to improve that is schema because right. you, you literally say, this is my name. Google, this is it. My name. <laughs> yeah, please Google. And with brand, what I noticed, it looked like there were competitors bidding on brand terms right now and I wasn't able to get any of their ads firing. So like, and again, I was trying to mock up my location being somewhere in Essex or Middlesex County, but like from a brand coverage standpoint, point sounds like schema is a big opportunity but also like it appears like their competitors or other local service businesses are bidding on their ads and so, on their brand in some standpoint which is when i see that as like a ppc i'm like no like we, we got to get that back so so like that's like another issue didn't you guys find another env masonry out there in the yeah, service we did. it's not them right tell no. us about it blake there so this is env masonry but there's actually ev masonry <laughs> So there's compact, no hand. Yeah, no there's a hand. battle out there. Yeah, there's, and I think the other one was in New York, so it was also in like oh, wow. the northeast part of the United States. And yeah, I thought that was interesting. But they're, I think they were actually ranking when I googled ENV Masonry. I think that's how I found like, that. Not only is it a kind of a competitor, yeah, the other like the <laughs> the doppelganger, <laughs> the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh man, that's crazy. Right. So yeah, some low hanging fruit there. Well, and just for non brand search, Blake, how are they doing? Not. Great. I mean, there's a ton of opportunity and we've talked about it. I think a big reason they're not doing great for non-branded search is because the content is just so thin and they're not sending very strong location signals and the location pages that the location signals that they do have are just so weak and it's almost so broad. They're targeting so many cities within Massachusetts that they're not like drilling down and saying like, this is where we are the expert. And they're kind of diluting it almost and getting, and getting it's like, geographically. And yeah. Too, the net is too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Is it fair to say, Blake, like go deep in one, like pick like, like you said, pick two or three cities to like go deep in that are like close to you and build content around that? It really depends on your region and like where, where the search volume is. But if it's out, if it's outside a 30 to 35 minute drive, and it, it'll also depend on the competition. Like if there are a lot of competitors within the region, you got to get tighter. More hyper-localized competition increases. Exactly. And if there's not too much competition, you can probably widen the net because... Got it. But for them, I think they need to really focus in and get to like that 20-minute radius. Yeah. And then what I saw from SEMrush from a non-brand organic keyword perspective was 
Pretty much the only one was, I think, fireplace accent wall. But this could lead us back to that other thread of conversation about keyword targeting, obviously paid and organic implications. So, you know, we talked about like the obvious ones, right, Ray? Like masonry contractors, like, okay, yeah, you should win that, you know, and, and your brand, like you should, you should do that too. But then we get into, I guess I'd, you know, what I normally do is think about the kinds of keywords at a meta level. And I sort of try to create a matrix from which I generate all of the keywords that I want to research, right? So the fireplace accent wall at a meta level is an example of a product search, right? So you could think of other kinds of products, I'm using that broadly, right? Yep. But fireplace accent wall, it could be like retaining stone wall. Yeah, like there's backyard patio, backyard stone patio, like like just multiply all the combinations of what all those things could be, right? Yep. Should do that. What other categories though? Yeah, I mean the way I would think about it from like a paid standpoint, and this might get a little redundant, but it's just ensuring that you have coverage for like the basics that we talked about before. So like masonry contractor, like duh, like masonry like company, like mason you know what I mean? Like breaking out all the different segmentations of like permutations of these words, but then thinking back to like all the different types of projects that they do. So having coverage for if somebody's looking for coverage of a like again, I keep going back to retaining wall and I know they do more than just retaining walls, but like I, I need a retaining wall, like like building out different permutations like of that as well. So like retaining wall coverage in city name and then you can build it all like the near near me variants all the like city variants the county variants so it's really just having coverage for like all of these different pieces that they do and if you're not sure where to start now this it can get a little risky you can do things like dynamic search ads or you can get a little bit broader with your keyword coverage but typically if you're new to digital advertising you want to be laser focused to start so you can find exactly what's not i guess i've never explicitly like said this before, but I guess based on the industry, I think I have some mental like playbooks or frameworks for this. It's like, yeah, here, right. It's like, it's like products and then business type and brand and, and stuff. But like, you know, what about like for contractors, a common one would be like repairs versus new yep. work. Exactly. You know, I, I think like roofers, like, you know, tin roof repair, or like leaky roof repair versus like new construction roofing or whatever, right? Roof or like replacement. Roof replacement, right. Which like is, new yeah. roofing, you know, all that thing. Or like in the, in that case, people might search for the type of material, like the brand of the material, like, you know, hardy siding or, or like material type, like, you know, plank, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, he, here, maybe that's true in masonry. I don't even know, like cinder block versus patio brick. or brick, boom, or stamped concrete, boom, you know, like that might be a whole new, so material, we've got product, we've got brand, we've got Service company repair. Yeah. Or maybe like location, maybe there's, cause maybe we're not even thinking of everything. I saw they had a chimney job. So maybe there's like chimneys and then there's like backyard masonry and then there's like front stoop and then there's like stone arches and then there's a million. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe there are other categories, but even doing this alone and multiplying it, we're going to have like hundreds of potential keywords that we then vet for, do they have volume? What's the competition? Can they win this? Whatever. (laughs) And ultimately for, in my experience, businesses like these that tend to be like a, a smaller operation for the most part, it's a family owned business. Like you, it ultimately comes back to like, what's the goal? Because like, I would imagine if we spoke directly to these guys, they might mention like, I need this type of job or like I have opening for X, Y, Z. And like, we can, as marketers, we can say there's opportunity for boom, boom, boom. But if they can only fulfill and like, let's say, Hey, we don't do, we're not taking on service right now. We're only doing new projects. Well, like that changes how like we're going to go out and market for that as well. So it's really clearly understanding like what is the key objective and then how do we best help support that? That's a really good point. I had a roofing client several years ago and there was like gutter repair was a keyword. And they were like, no, we don't really want to do that because it's, it's like a low profit margin. It takes a lot of work and it's not worth our time. And so we're like, okay, 
like, and we never made mention of it on the website, right? Because yeah. they don't really want to do that work. Yeah. They'll do like a gutter replacement because there's, there's, you know, higher profit margin. It's more worth their time. And I'm so I'm sure there are certain services for ENV that they would say, yeah, we want to prioritize that and deprioritize this. And then you can take that into account in your, your bidding and your marketing and your strategy and be like, okay, well, we just won't even target this. It's not, right. we only have so much budget. We will just prioritize what's yep. highest impact for the business. Yeah. Love that. Wow. Anything else like Blake on the targeting side for SEO, like, and take that loosely. Yeah. I will, one thing that I think would be interesting, and I think this would be a good test on paid because from an SEO perspective, I think it would be harder to really break in, but is targeting things like landscaping and hardscapes yeah. and some of some variations along that because, or just like in Ben, you mentioned this before we got on the air, like backyard remodels. And I don't know what the search, again, I don't know what the search volume is, but they're not really framing their content in that sort of way at all. And I'm wondering if there's demand out there for that. Like people might not know that masonry is really what they're looking for. They're just like, I need fit help on my backyard. And so finding, it's basically that, just connecting the user, their frustration to your site based on the middleman is the search and just figuring out how you can be there for them and connect those dots. Yeah. In other use cases, I've heard that called confusion search. It's maybe, maybe it's not exactly the same thing because, because it might be like, you know, in e-com, it'd be like product searching for different products that maybe have the same like functionality or something like that, but, or even like, you know, brand names that sound similar, but different spelling or whatever. But here it's the idea, confusion search idea is like, right. It's like, all I know is like, I just want to make my backyard look better. And I had this idea of a cool fire pit, you know, yeah. and, <laughs> and like normal, like, you who know, do I call for that? Right. There's probably a whole swath of people that are like, I don't know, like backyards, landscaping, or like you said, right? And right, like you'd have to, you'd have to like do some research and look at the SERPs and look at how users are describing it. And I would do some social listening, like going on Facebook, you like meta, like <laughs> properties, whatever, right? Like, like how are people describing these projects or in GMB, like what language are they using and how, you know, whatever. But even if we zoom out, it, it's kind of related to targeting rates, right? like at a higher level, like what channels would you choose for this kind of business that is a contractor? And it's like, okay, local search ads, paid search, right? Google ads, Microsoft right. ads, but like, so like next door could be interesting. Like Facebook could be interesting. Well, for sure. Right. And then yeah. obviously Blake, like SEO, right? Like, yeah, that's a big opportunity. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to like, you know, one of the first points is like, how can I make like the biggest impact like right away? So like typically, again, this is based on my experience, but it's like you want to dominate like people who are searching for like the most bottom funnel keyword possible. So it's like, again, I'm going to go back to this retaining wall example, but let's say they specialize in retaining walls. There's a lot of search volume in retaining walls. And someone's saying new installation of retaining wall project, blah, 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 blah. Like ensuring that we have coverage for the most bottom funnel of the keywords that's a slam dunk for ENV and make sure we have coverage there we have a great ad and then it's going to the great landing page and it's optimized for conversion rate and like how do we have that search to landing page to add you know what i mean how do we have that entire process streamlined so it can convert as it's frictionless exactly yeah there's social proof along the way and authority and all those signals you know of influence i know where i was going to with with that last point, it was a matter of strategy, like using confusion search as a matter of strategy. Now imagine we're on to citation building and we're building profiles on Angie's list on whatever local directories, whatever, right? So you're on there or it's now Angie, right? All right. Sorry, we can't keep up. All right, Angie, right. Or next door. So like, imagine you're ENV masonry and you're like, all right, 
What if in their situation, in their local area, the masonry category on Angie is stacked? It's super competitive. You're never breaking through. It's just a sad day, right? But if you go into like landscapers and double click on like hardscapers or something, if that's a thing, and it's like empty, and you're just like, oh, it's blue ocean. I'm going to be that. That's what I am. I'm not ENV masonry. I'm... Right. You know, that I'm going to list myself in that category because then it might be a smaller pond. It's like big fish in a small pond versus yeah. invisible in the ocean kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely something worth exploring and when you're setting up those directories. And, and actually, I'll just kind of double click on yeah. that point. Is that they, right now, they're not on any directories that I could really find. I'll also mention, too, I almost find this hard to believe, but I didn't find their Google business profile. i oh. got to believe it's out there. Oh, that's like a slam dunk. Like, they, if you guys are listening right now, Junior, if you're listening, go do your GMB today. Yeah. Well, GMB, what does that even stand for? Google, my business but it's no longer google my business it's google business <laughs> profile which oh yeah so your gbp <laughs> yeah that sounds Britain way worse pounds i don't know yeah yeah well, i don't know google's always switching up on us but that is for local seo truly maybe we should have led with that actually that is the single <laughs> the single most important thing even like almost more important than even having a website, a website. seriously well because yeah. you can win so hard yeah gmb can. plus like a facebook page and then you set your url and gmb to your facebook page yeah yeah Oh, yeah. You can just dominate with that. Yeah, you, you genuinely could. Now, I'd recommend you do have a website, but sure. you should if and maybe it is out there and I just couldn't find it, which is another issue in its own. But I, but way. to be honest, me as like the SEO guy, if I couldn't find it, <laughs> no one's finding it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So there's an opportunity there. Either create it or optimize it because right now because I couldn't find it. So that it's no one's probably finding it. Right. And um, a blanket find it. We're in trouble. Well, seriously, because I have, you know, I know how like site command or search commands and right. search operators are called and yeah. all the cheat codes. Yeah. Like I, I know kind of how to look for it, even if it's sort of invisible. But so, yeah, that, that's a huge opportunity. But just getting on those directories is huge for local businesses. And right now they're not on many of them, starting with Yelp, starting with Angie. I always forget all the other ones, but there's like 10, 10 like or 12 that you should just, that yeah, that you right. should just really make sure you have a presence on because not only are potential clients going to find you there, but it helps improve your like authority overall because there's sort of a baseline that all these contractors have. And if you are missing that baseline compared to all of your competitors, you're at a serious disadvantage. It's not going to like put you ahead of anybody, but it kind of at least puts you foundationally at a good starting place with all, their, all of your competitors. Yeah. What about lead generator sites? Explain. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Well, I'm talking about like ENV Masonry. You should take action on these within 30 days of hearing this episode. Otherwise, what's to stop someone like us from going out and registering oh, sure. WoosterMasons.com and then creating our own directory of hyper-local optimized Are you making a threat then? Search? No, I'm not. I'm just saying like <laughs> so many times, right? I've seen these contractors in different markets yeah, right. and someone's come in on search and totally angled the market and they're dominating paid and organic because they understand these principles, right? Yeah. And then they're just like generating all the leads and then like someone like ENV Masonry has to just pay them the ransom that they're commanding for all the qualified leads in their area you know so it's like that's a th like it could happen potentially like somebody if else it's not already, it up if we it don't know right. like maybe it is a thing out there in their market and it you know i guess my question is like is it worth it if you are in that situation where like if the search if the search engine result page is stacked with a lead generator like do you have to play ball you know because i've heard many operator like you know roofing co like gms and stuff like yep it's our number one lead source we're paying exorbitant amount we hate it how do we get off of it it's like how do we get off the sauce you know like i don't know when you said it it's not 
what you I, thought of. Yeah, I was thinking like a like a lander, like a PPC lander oh, for right. some reason when you said it, but that's a real thing and it's they're definitely out there. I don't know if I didn't see them in this space in particular. I didn't either when I was looking. But it's definitely a real thing. And I've almost wondered like, what if you did it and you were the I've always wondered if the actual company did it. If I've you, seen that. If I've you just made yourself vertical. a second website, yeah. I've always wondered as a sort of like a theory or an idea, like if you were like, oh, we're doing really well. What if we just had another listing on the on Google? And I, so, we, yeah, I've seen people do that in tours and activities and make millions from the second yep, lead yeah. generator site. And it's I mean, it, yeah, you literally it's it almost is like a whole not, it's a, it's another you have the key, though, is you have to run it truly as a separate business. business. Oh, right. And then and it could work. Like, I mean, if you've done it once, you can probably do it again, especially if your region isn't densely competitive. Right. Love it. <laughs> yeah. That's how, I mean, that's how you take over the world. You have two of every business. Well, well, maybe. <laughs> and then also like as a matter of strategy for ENV masonry, and we talked about the confusion search. So like, what if they go into that category of like, yeah, we're like, we're backyard helpers, you know, but then they're competing as landscapers that kind of do both that they do like, you know, they do like the landscaping and planting and all that stuff, but they also do like brick work and whatever. It's like, maybe you have to partner up with a landscaper mm -hmm. that only does the planting. And then you like, someone comes to your site and like, you would have lost that business, but now you can offer a complimentary service and it's packaged and it's easy or, you know, whatever. That's like another cool strategy thing. But all right. What about creative? We're getting a little long in the tooth here, but <laughs> what about like creative and content? Like Blake, you talked a little bit about content, but what else? Yeah. I mean, I'll just say right now I can tell when I'm on it that content wasn't a priority when this site was built, right? Like it was kind of, let's get the basics and publish this site. Yeah. And I think the structure is sound, like, which is good, but I think overall, like ENV just needs to spend more time developing unique content for key pages and like really kind of get into the nitty gritty sometimes. And it kind of is like counterintuitive to what you might think, but just from the sake of ranking, like you just need to be a little verbose and talk about what you do, maybe go a little at length and some, you can kind of be strategic about it. You don't want to go too crazy, but that's just missing right now. They just need more information about their services and what they do and specifically more unique information. Cause there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's plenty of content, but a lot of it is, there's a lot of overlap right now. That's what I was curious about is like specifically, right? So you're, maybe you're talking about things like how you do what you do, the timelines, the common questions that your customers give when they're installing their patio fire pit thing or whatever you know like the certain kinds of materials that you use like you know like what kind of qualifies this like are those good examples of content you'd recommend or are there any other things that come to mind no yeah like exactly that and this is the hard part for these for business owners like this they don't even think about that stuff as potentially being important because it's like they're so Second close to it yeah it's their day-to-day -day and they just kind of overlook it but to google and to potentially users as well it's like that information is so important mm -hmm. and to just kind of again solidifying yourself as the expert in what you do in the in the location that you do it so don't take those things for granted because they really can be a difference maker and it's worth spending the time to craft you know unique quality content about those things yep yeah and I, that's why i love the idea of niching down hard both in terms of like audience geography and the product side what you offer like we're the number one masonry company for this kind of audience that wants this kind of result Boo! then you can dominate that category and on the paid side ray like let's let's cast aside local service ads i'll talk about paid social i've got a few ideas yeah. on that but like paid search where does your mind go what do the ads need to say to win yeah. that click I mean, Blake kind of hit on a lot of it, but it's really looking at like, what are like your main USPs? So like, what are like your main, you know, unique selling points? So like on their site, they mentioned 
accreditation that they've been around for 23 years. They're the experts in the area. It's really focusing in on like that. I don't really see like this being a big promo space where it's like, hey, buy this and you get this type of thing. So it's like really ensuring that like you're, it's like the search term to add copy connection that I was mentioning earlier. So, and you kind of hit on this too, Ben, where maybe it's like, maybe they're only accredited to do, I'm going to make this up like limestone XYZ or something or like brick only XYZ. So like inserting like expertise into your ad copy in this field is probably is very important. Also, in, in my experience in this space, is what does warranty look like? Like, is the laborer like is there warranty on that? Like, including that type of messaging in your ad copy to make sure that the most important information is put in front of the user r- right away. Yeah, and what you're identifying is most important. It's like you're leaning on these signals of authority. And reliability, right? A, a guarantee. Hey, we guarantee all of our work. We're insured. We've installed 10,000 of these kinds of retaining walls. You know, for me, I'm thinking of more aesthetic appeals, maybe like, you know, laid by artisan brick workers or something, or only the finest local quarry stone is utilized in our projects, or, you know, <clears throat> create a stunning feature that your neighbors will look at with awe or something, or, you know, like some of those types of appeals. What I thought of for paid social, sorry. I was going to say really quickly, just to add on to this point, because I think everything that you guys are saying, like all these are all ads that you could test and figure out which works the best. I'll add one more and it's just like trust. So they've been in business for 23 years. You could say trusted by Wooster residents for 23 years. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like these guys are my, you know, they're doing my neighbor's backyard. Like right. they're yeah. trusted. They like, you know what I mean? Like in, in building that trust. And that's another thing they could probably do on the site a little bit better is social proof and reviews and whatnot. But displaying authority and trust is just, it's huge in these kinds of yeah. spaces. And so that implied like assumption that like your brain goes to, it's like, well, they can't be in business for 23 years if they're doing things wrong. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. that assumption that like you're, right. like, that like you're going to when you imply that in the ad copy. Yep. Yeah, it's like, what do I expect to see in search ads for this SERP? It's like, oh, everyone's going to say, like, masonry contractor, (laughs) get a free quote. You know, yeah. get a whatever the number. It's like if you're not doing that's table like, stakes. Like that's like table doing stakes. Yeah. yeah, it's like how do we elevate it, and make it compelling? Where someone's like, oh, this feels human. This is great. They've got a story to tell. This is mm-hmm. fun. You know, like cool. It reasons to believe. We've done this a bunch. We don't mess up. We guarantee <laughs> the, the, the things. It's <laughs> made just in your head. It's unique. You know, like it you can work. do that. The uniqueness, like you know, like this is not for everyone. You know, it's only for like bungalow owners who want an outrageous. Thing, you know, a stone arch or whatever, like whatever, right? You can get Dwayne the Rock Johnson in your ad copy to talk about laying all the masonry. You got that from oh. Chat GPT. I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't, but. Oh, man. All right. It paid social. Here's my idea. I mean, obviously, like doing things like embedding testimonial language, yeah, using testimonial star emojis, you know, 4.9, click now, trusted by Booster Residence for 23 years doing all that stuff. But then I'm almost thinking like literally for ENV Masonry, it's like, go to your projects page. I would just scrape how they have little card based format of these projects where there's like a headline. There's like an image of that project completed. And I don't know if there's like text and like click through button or whatever, but I'm just picturing it like picture that in your Facebook feed. And it's like a beautiful picture of a completed brick outdoor fireplace or something. Even, yeah, even a before and after having that then injecting the social proof and then like get your free consultation or whatever that offer is you know presumably it's something like that like they're gonna you're gonna call they're gonna send someone out you're gonna talk about your project they're gonna come back they're gonna give you a quote the rock will be there the rock will be there shaking hands (laughs) disclaimer he might not be there he might that's i don't know but yeah any other thoughts on creative ray 
just to restate like testimonial in the space too is like really big. Like if you're not the one, I mean, you're the one who's writing the ads or somebody is, but like it's coming from like a third party. It's coming from somebody who received your services. Like that's really big in the space. Just saying like we were pleased with X, Y, Z or like coming it from different perspectives is really big. Yeah. Well guys, this was really fun. I think we should wrap up now given that we're almost 50 minutes in and certainly went longer than I thought. And hopefully this, you know, listeners like gave value to you guys. You could see how we approach audits like these. If you're a masonry company and this sounded cool to you, you know, contact us, 2100digital.com. We do audits for all types of businesses if you need an audit. So reach out if you need an audit. That's right. I mean, based on (laughs) no both. If we get good feedback on this format, you know, if this was helpful for everyone listening, we'll certainly do more of these into the future. So, you know, reach out if you're interested in getting an audit and we can, you know, select among interested parties and feature you on an upcoming episode. Yeah. And thank you, Junior, for submitting this as well on on our side from me and V. Yeah. Hope it helped. And until next time, squad, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to us and allows us to help more people and grow the community. Please take a minute right now to subscribe and share this wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com. This will get you insider access, additional tools and swipe files, and help you elevate your marketing game to the next level. We'll